G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, you get to this time of the year and if you are a person who is in small business, you might be thinking about how your year has gone. How do you evaluate whether or not you've had a successful year? Well, some people, I guess, look at the bottom line. Uh, Did we make a profit? Are we still sitting around a table, food on the table, roofs over our heads? Well, there are all sorts of ways that you can assess whether you've had a successful year. But let's ask small business coach Wes Hone from Business Greenhouse. Hello, Wes. Welcome back to 2020. That's great to be back, Neil. Wes, we've had some great conversations through the year and let's apply our conversation today to whether or not we may actually have had a successful year in our small businesses. Uh, What are your thoughts about the ways we assess uh, success in small business? Yeah, I mean, before I was a believer, you know, I would get to the end of the year and I would just view my year on the financial element. You know, did I make more money than the previous year? That was that was the ultimate goal. Um, but ke- becoming a believer, I realized that well, there's more facets to it than that. And, you know, if we learn anything from the Bible, it talks about a balanced life and, and about how there's actually other areas that we should be looking at if we want to rate ourselves. And so what we do is we break it down into five areas that we've called the five F's. And they are faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. And so uh, if we were to think back over the last 12 months and rate ourselves in those five areas, I wonder how we would go. Well, let's take a few moments, just slow down on that list and unpack just as we go through those five Fs uh, so that we can put ourselves into the picture. So they're in no particular order. I mean, they're, they're not necessarily in the order of importance. However, faith would probably come first for most of, most of us. Um, you know, when it comes to faith, it's looking at, okay, during the year of 2014, is my walk at the end of the year closer and more intimate with God than it was at the start of the year? You know, and so it's that reflection of, did I take the time to sit with him and listen to him and have that intimacy time and, uh, and rating a year, maybe one to 10? Uh, and then with your family, you know, like it's, it's looking at the year and going, okay, did I make time for my family? Is my relationship with my spouse better than it was at the start of the year? Is the relationship with my kids better than it was at the start of the year? Uh, and then having a bit of review of that and looking at, you know, how did I go in that? Did I prioritize quality time? You know, did I sit with them? Did I listen to them and so forth? And then with the finances, I mean, finances is a much easier area because it's just a number, you know, it doesn't necessarily have feelings. So, you know, am I further advanced in finances than I was? And then fitness, you know, I meet a lot of people who are very good in business and they're striving to get ahead and they are. Uh, but at a cost in some cases of their fitness and their health. So, you know, it's looking at, you know, what's my fitness level now versus when I started the year? 
And then finally, fun. You know, did, did we have enough fun this year? Because, it, you know, it, it's, it's not all about striving. It, there's got to be an outlet. We're all, we're all creative beings. We, we've got to have an outlet that's fun. And, and everybody would have a different version of that. For me and my family, it's skiing. Every single year, we, you know, we go skiing and we have a good family ski trip. Um, for others, it would be different things. So it's evaluating the year from that perspective and saying, did I have enough fun? Um, and then we can use all of that to look forward into next year and start to write some plans. Let me ask you about the list altogether, because it seems to me you've got to have all of those elements. You can't just say, well, it doesn't matter. I'm in business. I don't have to have fun as long as I've made some finances. So we're talking about making a profit there. But you've got to have all of those elements as a part of your life. Otherwise, things fall to pieces. I agree. And you know, one of the things that I love to do is I love to study um, the greats that have gone before us and and kind of inquire about the latter stages of their life and how they thought. And it astounds me that I have not met one business person who on their deathbed wishes they'd gone to one more sales call. But nearly every of them wish they could have more time to, you know, spend more time with their family or, you know, more outreach or do more for the kingdom or whatever. So we can learn a lot from that. And so I agree, like, we've got to have that time of fun. Um, I find that if people aren't continually having fun, and it doesn't always have to be big and expensive, you can have fun by doing small and little things and do them often. Um, but if you don't have the fun, you don't have the outlet, then what quite happens, quite often happens is people become jaded and, uh, and even more focused, and then it becomes to the detriment of all those people around them, including their faith. Let's talk about that one that is for faith because there might be some who'd argue, well, my business is separate to my private life. I'm a private person. I keep my faith privately to myself or it's something I do on a weekend or on a Sunday. It's not necessarily a part of my business. But how does faith benefit the business person when it's right there, one of those five Fs that really needs to be in balance when you're in business? Yeah, I think it would be a real shame for somebody to think that there's a segregation between their spiritual life and their business life. Um, you know, that's, there's nowhere in the Bible that it talks about living dualistic life. I think there's a difference between being a believer in business and then having to display it on everything. You know, I don't think every business needs to have a, a Jesus fish on their business card. Um, you know, some businesses can be overt, some can be covert, but it doesn't change the fact that the, the, the owner of the business is a believer and then should operate as a believer believes. Um, and, you know, business or not business, you know, as a, as a redeemed believer, we should be pressing in on everything. And, and in my experience, he wants to be involved in all of the business decisions and, and quite often has much better strategies than we could ever come up with if we press in enough to listen and to hear and, and to listen to what he's saying. Wes, all very good to hear about five Fs, uh, faith, family, finances, fitness and fun. But how do you go about doing an assessment of where you might be? Do you give those a number and say, I, I rate a number one to ten on each of those five Fs? How do you do it? Right. So what we do with our clients is we, we kind of, we, we've got a wheel that we create. And it's almost like a wheel that has five spokes. Um, and the five spokes represent the five Fs. And then zero is in the middle of the hub and 10 is right out on the edge. And then we put 10 little marks down the arm of each. And then we ask people to rate themselves. And then once they've rated themselves in each of the five areas, we ask them to join the dots to create a wheel. And what will quite often happen is that the wheel will be really high up one and down the other. And then it'll be a really awkward looking wheel. 
And then it's like, okay, well, if you were to put that on a car and drive, what would the journey be like? And, and so, you know, then it's like, okay, that's my, that's, that's what I've got to work with. You know, and it might be that, you know, faith is good and, and finances are good and fitness is good, but family's really bad. Then it gives them a visual to go, okay, I really need to work on this. And so I'm going to put these strategies in place to get that number up next year. Okay, you've got the wonky wheel. You recognise there are some things you're doing okay in, other things that are really lacking. Wes, stay with us. We'll come back in just a short while and I'm going to ask you how you bring a correction to these different areas, what we're calling the five Fs, faith, family, finances, fitness and fun. Wes Hone from Business Greenhouse, our guest, back in just a few moments. Well, we're talking about what it is to measure success if you're in small business. And Christian business coach Wes Hone is back with us today. We're talking about how you evaluate the year gone by and make those corrections so that the year ahead might be better for you. Uh, Wes, when we talk about these five Fs, uh, last segment we were talking about if you've got imbalances in any of these areas, faith, family, finances, fitness or fun, if you have got a dramatic imbalance, how do you start to address it? And we might need to go through these one by one. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's, it's like anything with change. Um, the, the hardest part is realising that there's an issue in the first place. And so that's why we take people through the exercise of creating the wheel, because then they, they realise for themselves, well, hang on a minute, I'm actually not doing my best in maybe one, two, three, four, five areas, who knows? What's going on? So the, the first part is obviously the hardest part, which is the reality that it's you know there's, there's room to improve, and then from there it's looking at okay, it's about setting some specific strategies, um, an overarching strategy. Let me give you an example. If it was um, if it was family, so if somebody's really good at their faith, they're really good with their finances and so forth, but they're lacking um, in being you know committed to the family. If that was the case, there's no point in having a goal of next year I'm going to spend more time with the family. That, that's, it, it's not specific enough. It's not clear enough. You know, it needs to be something far more specific. Like, for example, okay, every Tuesday night is, is you know, board game night where we're all just going to sit, you know, we get, a, you know, some, some Coke and some chips and we're just going to play board games as a family all night. And that is now a discipline that is ingrained in the family unit for the next 12 months. It needs to be that specific. And then you just go and communicate that with, the other stakeholders, the children, potentially the spouse, and you say, this is the new rule. We're going to have dinner, clear all that away, and then we're going to get in here and play board games for the next couple of hours. And so like, you need to have that specificity around what exactly needs to take place. I guess that has to work the same for other of those elements like fitness, for one. Exactly. I mean, there's no point in saying I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do more exercise than last year or, or even go to the gym more or any of those things. You know, it needs to have a bit of a plan, um, uh, you know, around, okay, or, or Monday and Thursday, I'm going to get up early and, and go for a run and Wednesday night, I'm going to, you know, lift some weights or wh- whatever somebody was decide to do. Um, the, co- the, the cool thing about the, the, fo- the fitness area is that you can get people to help you with that. There, there, aren't, there aren't many people who will come around and help you be a family, family person, family man or family woman. But with fitness, there are people that will hold you accountable to that. <clears throat> so, you know, you can get yourself a personal trainer and they will help, you know, they'll be there, you know, making sure that you, you achieve your goals, um, which, is, which is much, much easier. But you're right, you know, with fun, it's like if I didn't have enough fun this year, well, what's the thing that we're going to do? Well, one of the ways... Um, with fun if you have kids is to make them a promise at the start of the year you can imagine 
Neil, if you said, righto, kids, this is what we're going to do um, in, uh, in July this year, I'm taking you all to Disney World. Um, every single afternoon from then, <laughs> the kids are going to be running up saying, are we going to, when are we going to Disney World? You know, so it would make you accountable to making sure that you delivered that result by communicating it with those people. I think that's one of the elements of good parenting when you set those sorts of goals and children's anticipation rises. Of course, if you don't fulfil the goal and everybody's let down in a bad way, then you've really, really failed. Uh, where's, let's keep going. Uh, finances probably won't spend as much time talking about if there's an imbalance on finances. Most people, this is the area they probably are focusing on most. So let's go straight to one of the other ones that is a little contentious and, and faith. If your faith is way down on your uh, special assessment wheel, uh, what can you do about that? Um, well, you know, th- this is where, uh, well, you know, when you choose to become a redeemed believer, you know, you, you choose a life of intimacy. And, and without that intimacy, I, th- I think um, you can never be fully fulfilled. So unless you're actually pressing in, there'll always be these question marks. So what does this all mean? And where am I going? And then other areas will fail. I actually think that, you know, if there was a locking nut on this wheel, then faith would be it. You know, it, it's the one that will grow us personally to the point where we'll be much better in the other four areas by default. Um, because the Bible has a lot to say about the other areas anyway. So by pressing in and learning and understanding new strategy, um, then the other four areas will grow. Uh, but the other thing is, um, God said it's his job to get us from glory to glory. It's, but it's our job to be in constant communication with him to achieve that. So, you know, if somebody realizes, well, hang on a minute, my faith is not that good. I understand that the first stage of spending more time with him, it, it, it's a bit of a chore. When, when you come from not being particularly intimate to becoming intimate, that, that can be viewed as a chore. But what, what happens in nearly every case is that as soon as somebody starts and they have a taste for it, then, then you fall in love again. And then, you know, the next stage is, is really, really nice. Um, so it's just a case of going, okay, I'm going to put some parameters. I'm going to get to the office, you know, 40 minutes early and I'm going to read a proverb a day and I'm going to do, you know, 20 minutes of prayer and then I'm going to listen to what God has to say. And see, when believers experience the supernatural of God speaking to them and giving them a divine strategy, that, that's all they normally need to then, that, that goes from like a one to a 10 on the wheel. Because as soon as they've experienced it, they want so much more of that and, uh, and it propels them forward. I suspect it's because we sometimes assume that the faith process isn't actually fun. So if we're talking about your fifth F, uh, and I'm looking at that in relation to the other four, including faith and family, finances and fitness. These can be fun too. And I guess they have to be fun in some respect for us to pursue them. Yeah, they have to be fun and they have to be fruitful. I think, you know, most business people are wired to get a return on their time. Um, and so, you know, one of the best ways to make faith um, ongoing is to make your faith journey fun. Sounds a bit cryptic, but, you know, if you enjoy the process, then you're more likely to, you know, want to repeat it over a long period of time. Um, but, you know, like, for example, my wife and I will pick a scripture. Occasionally we'll go away, pick a scripture, come back and teach it to each other, you know, and have a little bit of fun with it, you know, and, and things like that. So that that's just, you know, one way to make the, the you know, the, the faith process fun. Um, I actually find it to be quite fun when we, when we have that sensory acuity to know what he's saying, um, I find that God has an amazing divine humor. He, he has a sense of humor 
uh, which is which is really really fun to be part of. I think he does too. Now, when we've done this little exercise, you've written those five F's around in a wheel, faith, family, finances, fitness and fun. You've done an assessment. You've found the areas of your strength, the areas of your weakness. How much time then do you need to just let that settle in for becoming a new plan for the year ahead? Uh, About a day because... You do your review at the end of December and you start with your new goals at the start of January. You know, I, I don't know. I think once somebody's aware that, you know, okay, there's an inefficiency in, in one of those areas, I'd be, I'd be trying to fix it straight away. I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be dallying at all. I'd be, okay, this is what I'm going to do. These are the things I'm going to put in place and I'm going to communicate it to everybody involved and then just start. You know, um, the, the, nothing puts your wind in your sail like just getting underway, you know. Well, 2015 is ahead of us. Uh, business Greenhouse, Wes, got any big plans for next year? Uh, yes, we've got a massive year ahead, which is starting already. We'll, we'll have our big annual conference in March 6 and 7. Um, you know, that's where we bring people from right around Australia and train them for two full days on the Gold Coast. Um, you know, we'll have a whole bunch of other trainings on throughout the year. Business Greenhouse has just been invited to the US for the first time to do a whole bunch of training to business people over there. So, yes, it, yes, 2015 is looking like a great year for us. And I like what you say, a training academy for Christian believers in business. And uh, you're creating opportunities. Always appreciate uh, the way you put yourself out there and, uh, and you let people have great advice and great insights, and uh, you're not charging them for that. And uh, excited to hear about your conference that's coming up on the Gold Coast. People might want to find out how they can be a part of that. I'll give the Business Greenhouse website address. It's businessgreenhouse.com.au. Where's Hone? It's been a great year, and uh, thanks so much for sharing your insights with us through the year, and we'll do some more in 2015. And uh, happy Christmas to you and to your family, and uh, certainly a happy new year ahead for you. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure to be there. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.